Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. The openings that are out there, the openings that are still possibly to come, some of the solutions as projected by our friend Dan Graziano, pretty interesting across the board. And I don't understand a couple of them. It's Carla versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Joseph, uh, Dan Graziano, uh, in his column today on uh, ESPN.com, predicted who is going to end up where and where good fits are for coaches through the jobs that are open right now. Now, Gerard Mayo uh, just today got introduced as the head coach of the Patriots. So that job is not open anymore. Not that it ever really truly was anyway. So I'm going to run down the list here real quick. Let's do it. And give you all the fits that he has got. He's got for the Chargers, Jim Harbaugh. Heard of him. For the Raiders, Antonio Pierce. Nice. Panthers. Bengals offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan. Fired before he's hired. Okay, Mike Vrabel to the Seahawks. Intriguing. Mm-hmm. Titans, Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn. They got a lot of problems there. And for the Commanders, Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator. Not to be confused with the disgraced Canadian sprinter. Or the horrible offensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles, <laughs> Ben Johnson. That's Brian Johnson. Oh, Brian Johnson, excuse me. As a result, no one would have confused them. (laughs) I combined Brian Callahan and Ben Johnson there to get to Brian Johnson. Bad job by me. Uh, Too many Johnsons in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And moving along. um, Let's start with the Chargers and Harbaugh. Is it just a foregone conclusion that that's the best fit right now? For them or for everybody? For them. For them, yes. Yeah. I don't think we need to spend a whole lot of time there. You know what Jim Harbaugh brings to the table. Chargers know exactly what they need. You make a move like that, I think everyone's walking away feeling very comfortable with that decision. Well, the one team that I left out here, too, and accidentally I'll throw I'll throw it in just so we can tie it in with this conversation, is the Falcons and Bill Belichick. Yes. Believes that is a good fit. Now, for me... I think developing the quarterback is incredibly important. And I I don't – do you feel like we saw this year with Kellen Moore out there, do we feel like we saw um, Justin Herbert take a step back? Did he regress this season? You can make that case, but you also have to factor in that Mike Williams got hurt again, Austin yeah. Eckler was hurt quite a bit, and Keenan Allen got banged up down the stretch. So – it did not feel as if he took a step forward like we were led to believe was going to happen with Kellen Moore as your OC. But if he did take a step back, I think there are contributing factors to that. Yeah, well, here's my issue, though. I don't feel like there's still I, – I, you need a good offensive coordinator. Of course we know that. But I don't feel like there's still an issue with Justin Herbert as to I, I have to hire the head coach 
accordingly as long as I have somebody that I trust implicitly to be my offensive coordinator and to be on the same page as him. Because the talent to me is a lot more important at this moment to match with the best overall coach possible. And while I like Harbaugh a lot and he sets the tone as far as being a pro coach, I still still feel like Belichick is the better fit there. For the Chargers? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I think both guys bring exactly what you need to the table. We might end up splitting hairs as to who's the better option, but I think both guys bring a level of credibility to the table that the Chargers are desperately lacking. The Chargers are not detail-oriented. When you watch them perform on a regular basis, year in and year out, details fall through the cracks. Poor management of games, poor discipline on the field, winnable games being lost on a regular basis because they let the details fall through the cracks. They are not buttoned up in the margins. Harbaugh and Belichick are two guys that you can say what you want about everything else. They are detail-oriented. They would bring a, a new level of football to that organization simply because they wouldn't squander so many games that they have been squandering the last few years. Well... We got the Chargers, Raiders, Panthers, Seahawks, Titans, Commanders, Falcons. Which of these teams has to, has to get this right? I mean, all of them is the natural answer if you want to have any success. Thanks, Joe. I'm going to go take the rest of the day off. Talking about the pressure to get it right, I think it just goes right back to the Chargers. You you can make the case for everyone here. pressure. It's just... This organization is so lost, you have to make sure you get this Them. right and don't it, screw it's it up. It's the Chargers because they've got they don't want to waste the most valuable resource in professional sports, and that's a franchise quarterback. Don't take a kid who can possibly win the biggest game on the planet and and put him in a position where he never even gets close to it because you're inept, because you're cheap, because you can't get out of your own way. Right? There are great franchises around the NFL that desperately need a quarterback to put him over the hump. Look at Pittsburgh. If Pittsburgh had a quarterback this year, how deep are they running? If Atlanta had a quarterback this year, think about some of the noise they may have been able to make in the playoffs. There are these franchises that desperately have been trying to nail the quarterback position. Look no further than what happened to the Jets this year, right? The Chargers have it. Maybe Herbert's not a future Hall of Famer, but he's definitely good enough to win in the playoffs. But you don't put the right people around him. Do not squander the most precious resource in professional sports like you did with Drew Brees, like you did with Phillip Rivers. Get it right for a change. There are teams on this list that are in the top 10 of organizations in the league in terms of their importance to the league, in terms of their place in the league. Oh, yeah. That have to get this right. And it's the Raiders and it's the Commanders. It might surprise you that I would say that those two have to get this right, but let's call it what it is. These two organizations have been an embarrassment for a very, very long time. The Chargers, they've become a verb. They've done that to themselves. (laughs) But the Raiders are a national fan base. The Commanders are a, I mean, they are one of the primary franchises in this league, cornerstone franchises of this league, I should say. And they made the most important move happen already by getting rid of their owner, and now they cannot afford to screw this up because right out of the gate, it's your best chance to make the case that we have the right head coach to go with whoever, whether it's Drake May or if for whatever reason Caleb Williams was a two, whoever that is, 
I have got to make sure that I get that right so that I am not going through what every other high draft pick has gone through over the last several years that has failed. And that is I'm dealing with three and four different offensive coordinators in the five years uh, between my senior year or last year of college and my first few years in the league. And I can't succeed if that's the case. The thing with the Ra- you make a great point. The thing with the Raiders is it's so difficult for me to even get behind the idea that they will get this right because they so often have got. But that's it why wrong. they have to, right? That's why they have to. It's like, look, they've got to get it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. It's like here's what my mind is saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that before. They'll blow it. It doesn't matter. Like that's and that's so sad. But that's just what they've been since all the way back in what, 0203, when it was Gruden in the Callahan and yep. they were in that Super Bowl with Rich Gannon. It's just been one calamity after another. The commanders are interesting because them taking it to another level is so great for the NFL in terms of a major brand coming back to prominence, a major media market coming back to prominence, And the fact that in the NFC East, we have the Eagles and the Cowboys, but my God, between New York, D.C., Philly, and Dallas, if at least three of four are highly competitive, that makes that the best division in sports. It's the best division in sports when the NFC beast is firing on all cylinders, which it has not been for quite some time. So I think in terms of the magnitude for the league, the commanders hiring, very important. I think that's an excellent point on your behalf. We have not included in this the Cowboys or the Eagles because they obviously haven't done anything yet. Would your answer change if we did? I would still stick with the Cowboys or I would still stick with the Chargers. Excuse me. The Chargers are the absolute because of Herbert, because it's sitting right there, but the, you include the Cowboys. They become one B because there's a Super Bowl team in Dallas minus the coach, minus the coach. You got to get him out of there because he can't win big games. He can't out coach guys on the other side of the field when the talent level is even. The talent level is good enough to win. You get the coach there. Let me tell you something. There's another level to Dak Prescott. McCarthy's holding them back. You can unlock another level in the quarterback play if you get a coach in there who can button them up. My answer changes, and it is the Cowboys. It is as well? Okay, they'd be your top one? Yeah, they would absolutely be my top one because otherwise, what am I doing? You know, we're, we're talking about an organization that in 30 years has not gotten it right and has been close a couple of times but has never been able to get over the hump, and it's become an embarrassment to the owner. Whether or not he wants to uh, look at it that way, it has become an embarrassment to the owner. Quickly, if it's not Belichick and it's not Harbaugh, is there a hire the Cowboys make in this cycle that's still better than McCarthy? I think there's a couple. Like, i I got to be honest. I'm not going to worry about it if they hire Ben Johnson. Do you think that would be a step up, or at least they're they're – I understand. I understand how many regular season games Mike McCarthy has won. Do you think Mike McCarthy, when you think of tone setter, do you think Mike McCarthy, when you think of culture changer? No. No. No, No, I don't think of any of those things. I'd be more willing to take a shot on a younger guy that's hungry to set a tone than uh, to me. You've got too many other good answers out there than to keep Mike McCarthy. If I was a Cowboys fan and they kept McCarthy, you can't explain that one to me. So once again, Harbaugh's off the plate, uh, Belichick's off the plate. What about Vrabel or Pete Carroll? Would Vrabel you take in them a over? Absolutely. Okay. I would take either one of them. Absolutely either one of them. Pete Carroll knows how to win. 
Pete Carroll's won before. Mike Vrabel, I think, would be a great fit with Dallas. Jeff Darlington brought that up with us on our show, what, a couple of months ago as a possibility. Absolutely. To me, there are too many options out there for the Cowboys, and there are too many chances to get it right than to screw it up and keep things as is. Pete's a guy that if you give him a B roster, he'll get you B-plus results, right? Like you give him an A-minus roster, he'll get you A results. That's what Pete is as a coach, and that's what you want in a coach. You want to be able to give him something, and he gets the most, if not more, out of it. It's Carlin versus Joe, presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. We're going to help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Speaking of the Cowboys and Eagles, who's got the better job? It's interesting. Hmm. We'll discuss it. That's why we're going to discuss it, because it's interesting. Next, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. On your speedo. Chris Carlin in the his house. Put on those floaties and grab a margarita. It's a Carlin versus Joe Pool party. You know, this time of year is always when I start to think of like, what can I do? To, I really do enjoy a great pool. What can I do to try to get someone wear warm in the next month and a half? And inevitably, it just doesn't happen because I no. stupid I'm, I stupidly have started to consider that now. And then you look at prices and you're like, "What did I? Where? Why would I not have done this in September?" Wow, would that's would a shame. foresight have killed me? Yeah, well, look, I mean, you know, how many years in a row would you say you've made this mistake? Uh, I would say 
six out of the last seven years yeah. I've so made this mistake. By now, you should probably have the reminder that goes off in October to get ahead of me. But this is the thing, Joe. You're, we're, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. <laughs> I have shown you time and again that I am not a forward planning man. I am more of a moron when it comes to that kind of stuff. And here I am. Well, how about you sit back, you relax, we play a little pool party here, and if you just close your eyes and you listen close enough, you might hear the sounds of the cool tropical breeze coming in off the Caribbean. How does that sound? I love those floating chairs. Yeah. I love those things. Get the big guy a Mai Tai. Exactly. And a floating chair. All right. Pool party. Edition. Here's what we're going to do. This is a mm. private pool party, all right? Not open to the public. The trash, you all stay out. Yeah, private really... pool party edition right here. Usually, I don't get into this, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> the private pool party is basically our way of saying every question in today's pool parties has to deal specifically with the Cowboys and the Eagles. Those are your only two options for all four questions. Okay. For example, pool party number one. Who had the more disappointing season, the Philadelphia Eagles or the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, that's a great question. I would go with the Cowboys, even though the Eagles completely fell apart over an extended period and they made you suffer for longer. Uh, Sometimes it is not great to just, you know, see it all go up in flames in one fell swoop. And when you win 12 games three years in a row, I cannot make the case that letting up 48 points against a team is suitable, acceptable, and not exceptionally painful. I think you can go either way here. I would say the Eagles strictly because what happened to the Cowboys wasn't necessarily disappointing. It was just standard. Like, again, Jerry, this is why you don't need to think long and hard about who your next head coach is going to be. It can't be Mike McCarthy. This is the norm in Dallas. This is the standard. We talk about the Chargers charging. That means blowing games late. When the Cowboys go out and cowboy it up, that means losing in the playoffs. That means not meeting expectations. So, yeah, I'd say that's the standard. For the Eagles, to come off a Super Bowl loss, we probably knew it was going to be a bit of a step back, but to flame out the way they did and to become dysfunctional, to become embarrassing, that's disappointing because that's what they were down the stretch. Mm. They were soft quitters who embarrassed themselves. Soft quitters. Yeah, it was a soft quitting. Uh, Private pool party number two. The better head coaching job should both become available. Head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Cowboys coaching job is is better. And I, we even asked a question earlier, is it still attractive? To me it is because I, I know that I can win there, and while I'm going to have to deal with Jerry, at least I know what I'm dealing with with Jerry. Look at what's happened here in Philadelphia over the last few times. Yes, they have won a Super Bowl, they've been to another. Sirianni's about to get fired a year after that, not even, potentially. The problem is Howie Roseman there. If I have to work for Howie Roseman in Philadelphia, the way he has continued to protect his power and has really washed his hands of mistakes and has been masterful at assigning blame, yeah, I'll pass on that. My uh, ability to be successful, Joe, for the long term, in other words, beyond two years, is better in Dallas. Wow. So you would say it's it'd be more appealing to work for Jerry Jones than for Howie Roseman? Yeah, absolutely. Wow, right okay. now, I would. Okay. I think that really, you got to take a long, hard look at that if you're Jeffrey Lurie. Cool party number three. More likely to make a coaching change, the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles? 
more likely to make a coaching change, the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles. It's got to be the Cowboys right now. It's got to be. I, I, and my problem here is that I'm giving Jerry the benefit of the doubt that he's going to do the right thing and he's going to go try to win right now. If I were the Eagles, I would absolutely ride this out another year with Sirianni unless you told me Belichick is coming in and he's going to have final say on whatever he needs to have final say on. Remember how quickly the Bears let everyone know Matt Eberflus was coming back at the end of the season? Yeah. They let you know it before he even coached the final game. Yeah. Right? The mm-hmm. fact that we haven't heard from either the Cowboys or the Eagles yet endorsing their coaches to come back, to me means that they're behind the scenes trying to see if they can get a better option. Like, this is that they're out flirting to see if there's a better girlfriend than the one you've currently got. And if the other one's interested, well, then you're going to dump your current girlfriend. But if she's not, all right, you'll come home to the current girlfriend and you'll just make do. Doesn't make it right, but the Cowboys have had since Sunday to say something. They've chosen not to. Philadelphia now has had since Monday night. It's not like they've stood up and said, look, this is crazy talk. Eh, Nick Sirianni's gotten us to the playoff three years in a row. We were in the Super Bowl last year. Yes, this season didn't end the way we hoped it would end. But he's still our head coach. Pete, nothing. You haven't heard a word in Philadelphia. So they're 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 both looking. It's just a matter of whether or not they can pull it off. All right, final pool party, pool party number four. The quarterback you would prefer to build around moving forward. Dak Prescott or Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts. Absolutely Jalen Hurts. I'm not buying into him not being any good. I'm really not. I think he was fantastic last year. He had a subpar year this year. I still think he's got the ability to win an MVP. Um, Dak had a terrific year, and he burned me last week. So burn me once. Shame on you. Burn me. Well, you burn me, you won't get burned again. (laughs) I lean to Dak here. I'm an Eagles fan, and I never thought I'd say it, but I lean to Dak here. I like what I saw from Dak this season. He moved from Kellen Moore as his play caller to McCarthy. He put up big numbers. I mean, he can't stop the Green Bay offense. Not his job. 48 points scored by the Packers could, in that game. he could game. also not throw a pick yeah. right before, pick six right before yeah. half. He could also not throw picks. Yards. He could and, absolutely have played yeah. better, but Hurts did nothing. Hurts did nothing against Tampa Bay. We're not talking about the 85 Bears. We're talking about Tampa Bay. He did nothing. Mm. He took a safety to make a one-score game, a two-score game, which effectively took them out of it. And all season long, you had issues at various points. And, oh, by the way, the guy continues to get hurt. The way I see it, he had one great season. Shane Steichen was the offensive coordinator. Shane Steichen is now gone. Perhaps that was the the the, the peak for Jalen Hurts. I don't know. But I think Dak shows you more long term. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. We have talked about which quarterback's facing the most pressure divisional weekend. But who's got the most to gain? We discuss in moments on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80, also the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. A little drop back and a pass to Brevin Jordan. Right side across the 35. Right sideline. He's going to go all the way. Touchdown. CJ. And he throws deep. And he wants Dalton Schultz. Rock and roll. Touchdown. Houston versus the world. So it's not about what people say. In the clouds, it's 0 0. And I just think this show, like, where we are, too. CJ is the reason why we're in this position. He's special. Our whole team is leaning on him. And he has the shoulders to carry that weight. Everybody calls him a rookie, man. But that dude is not a rookie. The dude is, a, I should be in the MVP conversation. The kind of season that he put together was ridiculous for a rookie, though. And and we could say that he wasn't late in the year. I know that they tend to say that a lot. What's even more impressive about what C.J. Stroud has done this year, Joe, is that so many times you see with rookie quarterbacks, by the time they get to the end of the regular season in their first year, they hit a wall, and they're kind of exhausted mentally and not playing nearly as well uh, as they were earlier in the year. He's just getting better and better by the week. It's been absurd. Yeah, either hit a wall or opposing defensive coordinators kind of figure out your weak spots, right? Mm. They might understand that you've been getting away with more checkdowns or more scrambles or you've just found a way to operate within a system that highlights your strengths. Opposing defensive coordinators eventually pick up on that via tape and they start to limit you. But no, you said it perfectly with Stroud, better and better. The Houston Texans better and better as the season's worn on. Uh, the, of course, divisional round is this weekend, and it begins on Saturday with that first game, the Texans and the Ravens, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN, on ABC, ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Joe, I can't look at Stroud, though, and say he's got the most to gain when I look at this weekend. There are guys that have a lot to lose. We talked about Josh Allen facing the most pressure. Uh, We talked about Lamar Jackson facing the most pressure. The guy that has the most to gain in a game like this, this, in in the divisional weekend this week, is Jared Goff. Jared Goff. And the reason is, Jared Goff's going to be back in the NFC Championship game again if they win. He's already been to the Super Bowl once. As a guy who was completely written off that – his former team gave a first-round pick up in addition to the initial one in the trade for Matthew Stafford. They gave the Lions another first-round pick to take Jared Goff and his contract. And he has completely not reinvented himself, but reestablished himself as a very good quarterback. And he's not even in the discussion when we talk about the top 10 in the league. Jared Goff, with a win this week, absolutely has the most to gain by putting himself back in an echelon of quarterbacks that one could argue early in his career he was on his way to becoming until the Rams 
you know, got to the Super Bowl and only scored three points against Bill Belichick. This is what happens when we're brainwashed by a certain narrative. We lock into that narrative and then we choose never to revisit it. Like the narrative for golf in L.A. was that it's all Sean McVay, right? It's all Sean McVay. Golf is a byproduct of Sean McVay's elite coaching, the system, the players around him. He's not actually a great quarterback. He's just great in this system. And then he gets traded. Stafford comes in and wins a Super Bowl, so it kind of reaffirms that narrative a little bit that, you know, this system's more than capable of winning a Super Bowl. It's just that we didn't have the right guy at quarterback. And then, to your point, he's traded to Detroit, and they're throwing in first-round picks to take on the contract. So all the evidence we've ever been presented with regarding Jared Goff is that he's not that great. If he plays well, it's because of somebody else. Well, here you go. Three years later, uh, 48 games in the regular season later with the Detroit Lions, a divisional win, a playoff berth, a win in the wild card round, he's suddenly rewriting that narrative. The one thing on this topic I'd push back on, he's a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Bucs. He should win that game. I think he has a chance to rewrite the narrative if he gets the Niners in the NFC Championship and he wins that game. Because if he's back in the Super Bowl, his second Super Bowl with his second team, and it's with the Lions, who haven't done anything in three decades, that is where Jared Goff begins to completely rewrite the narrative and have everyone for two weeks, or I should say one week leading into the NFC Championship game and then two weeks after the NFC Championship game, people talking about, wow, what's Jared Goff's place in the NFL? Definitely top 10, but is he possibly top five? Does Purdy have more to gain? or more to lose this week? Because I feel like in in the more to gain discussion, I don't know that I see it as much. I feel like we're still talking about him the same way that, you know, with a high level of respect, when we've discussed him in the MVP conversation, it's almost, um, granted, I understand who the opposition is. I understand that the 49ers, with all their talent, are 10-point favorites this week. It almost feels like Purdy can only lose to me because he becomes the answer to the question of, well, Kyle Shanahan can't make anybody go win. Like if the 49ers lost this week, I think a good portion of it is going to be about Purdy and his inability to get them over the hump. And it's also going to be about Purdy not playing well in the game if they lose. You got a phone call? You got a phone call vibrating right there? I do. You need to address that? No. Maybe possibly just move it? I did. So that the, did. the entire I... country doesn't have to enjoy the opulence of the of the vibration. What a terrible job by me to have it on vibrate as opposed to having it on, you know, complete silence. And then, not only that, I, I'll let you in a little secret here. I have Apple products here. So when my phone rings, everything rings. Everything explodes, right? So I have, <laughs> I have an iPad in front of me that is getting our broadcast on TV, that started ringing. I have another iPad in front of me that has our whole layout for the show, that started ringing. Right, if I get one text, four different devices start lighting up. It's like, all right, calm down. Yes, Nikki, I saw the meme about the dog. I get it. (laughs) Trying to broadcast here for five minutes before we can go back to the goofy stuff. Can we stop with, I'm going to sound like an old man for a second. Go for it. The group texts, not not like ours is fine. Like our collective group text here is not too annoying. When I get involved in these group texts where I am getting a notification every five seconds about the most inane things in a group that includes 31 people, 
dear God, get me out of it. I've tried to extract myself. They say there's a way that you can remove yourself from the thread. The one yeah. thread I've been trying to get out of for a couple of years, I can't. It won't let me. I've been able to do it, and then somehow I got added back into. Yeah, it. people will do that too. It's clever. You and can't- these are just my family. I don't want to hear from you people. <laughs> this is just direct family members. Yes, no, it's. I get it. I get it. You're around. God, you're right. That's funny. Oh my God, I can't. You're, the dog meme, absolutely, 100%. God, that's gold. That's so, absolute gold. If someone doesn't have an Apple product in that group text, you can't get out of it because it yes. is a text message. That's what it is, right? That's the issue. Yeah, yeah oh I can't God. get out. And it's one person. There will be like 11 people on the thread, and one idiot has the Android. And because of that, I am now married to this thread forever. And I've thought yeah. about reaching out to these people and being like, hey, I just, just start a new thread. I don't want to be a part of this. And it's like, well, we gave birth to you, so no, you're in. My dad yeah. is uh, usually listening to the show at this time. He's in an all-day meeting, so he's not listening when I trash him. He <laughs> sends well done. He sends text messages, and then like he'll start a new group because he wants to add like three other people just to this one. That's unacceptable. This one video that he found. Also, I don't think he knows the difference between what gets sent as an email and what gets sent as a text. There are things he'll send like, hey, Hanukkah on the 17th, here's all the details. That, to me, it should be an email. I have it. It's easier to find in my email. What are the details for, for our Hanukkah The party? old Hanukkah rundown. Sure. He'll then send this great meme he found in an email. Yeah. Yeah. The memes are for the... Here's what happens. Once you hit 70, no more... No more politics. You're out of office. We don't want to vote for you anymore. You're too old. And also, you're off the text threads because yeah. we can't trust you. We can't trust you. It. You're sending emails as texts. You're sending texts as emails. You're calling me when you should be FaceTiming. You're FaceTiming when we should be calling. Can't have it. Can't have it. I, I want to go back to the days of the flip phone with nothing smart. I want a dumb phone. I want see, the I, dumbest phone imaginable. I don't want I, access to anything. I love technology. I just don't want to hear from 10 people at once or if, if somebody chimes in with a response from something yesterday that was pertinent. Right. You just, I, I can't tell you how many times I've written the word unsubscribe on group texts mm -hmm. and everybody thinks I'm joking. Right. No. They're like, oh, okay, there's Carl, there's, Fatty's being funny again. Yeah, no, no, no. Fatty's no, got no, his no. jokes. No, no, no. Chunky wants out. <laughs> yeah. Chunky's looking to pull the ripcord. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Call me whatever you want, as long as I don't have to hear you on any more on a group text. And then there's this new feature, or I at least think it's new, where if the thread goes on too long, someone can respond to something higher up the thread. So, like, the text will appear underneath that in a special bubble to let you know that's what they're addressing. Didn't want you to address that. Didn't want you to address what's underneath it. Don't want you addressing any of it. Yeah. Blocked. Yeah. There will be group texts that I just completely ignore for months on end, and then I will miss something because I have ignored it because I've been so annoyed yeah. by it. <laughs> Can't you just tell me that individually? You, can't, you don't have to. Well, we texted about it three months ago. Really? I have to go back and scroll through that? I'm sorry. 98% of what comes through this thread is not worth my time. I'm not going to catch the 2% that matters. Right. I've been desensitized. When are these people going to realize we're better than them? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Okay, want to make something clear. That's not what we're thinking here. We just don't like you. <laughs> it's Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. That certainly turned, took a turn when my, when my phone, the also, iPad, and the uh, other iPad all started ringing. Correct uh, answer to the question. C.J. Stroud has the most to gain this weekend. You go to Baltimore as a nine-and-a-half-point underdog, and you take out Lamar Jackson, the MVP. You know, to be the man, you got to beat the man. That's a hell of a story right there. How about Flair showing up the other night, by the way, in the pregame? That's how it should be. 
It's tremendous. It's, I'm quite frankly, I'm disappointed when Ric Flair doesn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> Joel Embiid says he doesn't care about the MVP, but you watch him play. It's going to be hard not to give it to him again. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Oh, and for the ones who get it done, like that beautiful segue, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and the experience to answer all your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Night on the hardwood. Up the floor, James hammers a right hand dunk. Let's get caught up with Carlin versus Joe's in the A to Z. That's right, baby. There were some interesting developments last night in the association, Joseph. I was a little disappointed in the rebounding effort from one Joel Embiid. Clean the glass, Joel. Clean the glass. Uh, you know, we're cleaning up on the uh, on the. Joe Fortenbaugh, a little specially put together for us. And by the way, that he put together on ESPN Bet that I jumped on at plus 105 and beat over 29 and a half uh, points and over nine and a half rebounds because of everything you laid out on the show. And I look up in the third quarter, he's got five. What are we doing? How about this? How about this? The fact that I jumped on that bet, you guys all followed me, and that last night, Embiid had done that 15 games in a row. 30 or more points, 10 or more rebounds, 15 in a row. He was going to tie Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for 16 straight last night. We jumped on it. We mushed him. That's on me. Hand up. That one's on me, Joel. No, how about this? How about we attack the rim a little bit more with (laughs) uh, some gusto? I don't blame you. I blame the people who are really to blame. Guys, short like Iverson. Get under there. Clean up the glass. (laughs) Exactly. Let's start, though, with Embiid and the fact that he went – What's the word? Oh, Embiid rises, shoots it again. It's good. Eight straight for Embiid. That's on the Fanatic down in Philadelphia. 123-113 as they beat the Nuggets and Jokic. Jokic only had 25 last night. It's kind of disappointing. Down the stretch, he could not throw it in the ocean uh, from downtown. But Embiid goes off and has, what do you finish with, 41 in the game? Absolutely absurd with what he did last night. Um, and... I think we are headed to another Embiid MVP here. It feels that way. I, you got to keep something in mind, all right? New rules this season. 
You got to play a minimum of 65 games in order to qualify for postseason awards and postseason All-NBA teams. All-defense, all-first team, all that stuff. He's already missed nine games, if I'm not mistaken. You can miss only 17 games. Mm -hmm. That means you'll have played 65. You can only miss 17. He's already missed nine. And we are in mid-January. And we are not halfway through the season. We're just about there. I mean, this team is not going to be in a situation where they should be running him into the ground late in the year. And by the way, you can't just check into a game, play for 10 seconds, and check out and get credit. I think the threshold is 20 minutes. So yeah. they I don't know how much screwing around they want to do late in the season if their seating's locked up and they're trying to chase glory awards when they should be focusing on winning in the playoffs. If he had never won an MVP before, fine, but he got one last year. I don't think that can be the priority for the organization this season. Uh, up next, Joseph. How about the Phoenix Suns? Suns win it! 119-117, the final score. Their biggest comeback win of the season. They had a 22-point lead, did the Sacramento Kings, with eight minutes left in the game. And they blew it. I was watching SportsCenter this morning, Joe. 99.9% chance to win the game at that point. And they blew it. Yeah. I don't know how that happens. Um... And listen, it's a great job by them to go on a 32-8 run, and, Dur- and Durant had a lot to do with it. Uh, but, you know, can we at least cover? Yeah, we laid the four there. Would have been yeah. nice if you're going to come all the way back to win by two. Can't you do a little bit more to win by five? Yeah. Just a little I bit mean, more? Listen. Finish the job. If you're going to give you all that hope, don't burn you in the end. Don't do that. I know I'm not the only one who thinks like this, but if I'm betting on a team and this is as a favorite – if I'm betting on them and they're not going to win, if they're not going to cover, I don't want them winning. Like, if you if you can't cover the number for me, like, if I'm laying six and a half with the Lions this weekend, not saying I'm doing that, but if I were to lay six and a half with the Lions and it looks like the best they're going to do is win by three, I immediately start rooting for the other team to win the game. I was like, if you can't cover, you're dead to me. I hope you lose outright. Fair. Fair. Not really what the Dalai Lama preaches, but he and I, we haven't seen eye to eye on everything. Well, I mean... Uh... I'd like to see the Dalai Lama trying to hit a parlay. Yeah. See how he feels <laughs> Let's about see, it. Let's see, you hit a four-teamer, Dolly. Yeah. I mean, geez. What? You know, I'd like to see the Dalai Lama last night after Embiid and uh, Jokic came up four points short of my combined 69 and a half at plus 400 <laughs> on ESPN Bet. How spiritually enlightened are you going to be then, tough guy? <laughs> Did I just call the Dalai Lama tough guy? Yeah, go just... meditate on that. <laughs> Uh, up next, how about the Clippers? He lost the basketball. Georgia Steele with a runaway, a Euro, a reverse jam. Yeah, that's Paul George with 38 last night. 570 LA Sports, 128, 117, the final score. Uh, as we said, 38, 28 of which came in the second half in that win over the Thunder. Clip, how about the Clippers? They are just absolutely rolling right now. 18 and 4 since the start of December. I I guess it's working. It is. Plus 5.6 in point differential, which I believe is third best in the Western Conference behind Oklahoma City and just behind Minnesota. Western Conference, only halfway through the season. How does this sound? Minnesota's your one seed. Oklahoma City is your two seed. Denver three, Clippers four, Mavericks five, Pelicans quietly six, Kings seven, Suns eight. Not in the top eight. 
The Lakers, who are suddenly behind the Jazz. Remember them? They're red hot as of late. They've won six in a row. And then you got the Rockets, Warriors, Grizz, Blazers, and Spurs. Minnesota's still number one. Oak City, number two. Like we talked about at the beginning of the season, we tried to tell you, it doesn't mean the NBA is going to be turned on its head this year, but this is the year where you are starting to see a massive changing of the guard in terms of the teams that are going to be stacking up and competing for championships, especially in the Western Conference. Minnesota, Oak City, New Orleans, Sacramento, four of your top seven. It's a new day and age out there. I don't know if you saw this, too, when it comes to the Clippers. Uh, Their new arena is coming, and they have released rules for the wall, which is 51 rows of uninterrupted like fan area, fan seating, right? So you cannot, if you're sitting in the wall, as they're going to call it, you cannot cheer for the opposing team. You cannot wear any opposition gear. Tickets can only be resold in the Clippers marketplace, and a season on the wall is going to run somewhere anywhere between five grand and twenty-five grand for season tickets. So, if someone shows up and somehow gets a ticket to that area on the secondary market. Clippers mm-hmm. are playing, let's say the Lakers, and yep. that person shows up with their Laker jersey on. What happens? Yep. They're getting they, tossed. They're getting thrown out. I think they're getting thrown out. I think that's what happens. You probably asked first to take it off, right? Do we go zero to 100 that fast at a Clipper game? I don't know. I mean, you seen Steve Ballmer? Guy's a little nuts. Guy's a little nuts. I wouldn't be shocked if they tossed him. You go off. into that section with a uh, Laker jersey on just immediately. Just, just They dump tar all over you. Get, get the hell out of here. Whoa. Well, I listen. thought this was Southern California. <laughs> I, I, I love the idea that you could potentially pay twenty five grand for season tickets and uh, you know lay out a few hundred bucks per ticket and have your freedom of speech completely squashed. <laughs> I mean, let's buy season any, tickets just to root for the other team every night. <laughs> I, I might do it. Out of spite. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.